What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the career of actor Jason Bateman in the movie 13 Lives. First, let's talk about the career of Jason Bateman. Bateman's career began as a child actor, appearing in the TV shows Little House on the Prairies from 1981 to 1982, Silver Spoons from 1982 to 1984, It's Your Move from 1984 to 1985, and The Hogan Family from 1986 to 1991. Bateman's career took a bit of a wrong turn after he starred in a few much maligned movies, most infamously Teen Wolf 2. After that movie, it looked as though Bateman would not make the transition from child star to grown-up actor. However, Bateman's luck turned around when he was given the leading role of Michael Bluth on the Fox sitcom Arrested Development, created by Mitch Hurwitz. Bateman is far from the only breakout from this show. It also starred Tony Hale, Will Arnett, David Cross, Michael Sarah, and Alia Shawkat. For his work on the show, Bateman was nominated three times for Best Leading Actor in a Comedy at the Emmys in 2004, 2013, and 2018. The show was a critical success but failed to find a larger audience and was canceled by Fox after three seasons. The show had a cult following and was revived by Netflix in 2013 for two more seasons. I've just recently began watching this show and it is brilliant. If you have not watched Arrested Development, I highly recommend it. I absolutely love the chemistry between Jason Bateman and Will Arnett. They just don't make sitcoms like it anymore. There are so few comedy shows on TV that I actually find funny. So I have to go back and watch shows that I didn't really watch because I was too young to watch Arrested Development. Now that's what I'm watching. Instead of the bad comedies that are on TV right now, I think Arrested Development is worth more of your time than those shows. During and after the show, Bateman's movie career also took off. He had small parts in the hit comedies Dodgeball and Starsky and Hutch, both in 2004 with Ben Stiller and Vince Vaughn, and appeared in two films that were nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars, 2007's Juno with Elliot Page and 2009's Up in the Air with George Clooney, both directed by Jason Reitman. I was particularly impressed with Jason Bateman and Juno. I mean, he's playing this guy who you think is awesome, but then by the end of the movie, movie, he changes his mind and decides he doesn't want to have a kid. I mean, that moment where he completely turns on Elliot Page's character and Jennifer Garner's character is heartbreaking. Bateman has also become a viable leading man in comedies. Horrible Bosses with Charlie Day and Jason Sudeikis in 2011 and its sequel in 2014 and 2018's Game Night with Rachel McAdams. Bateman's biggest strength as a comedian is his ability to be the straight man. Not the guy who is the craziest in the room, but the normal guy who reacts to all the strange things around him. Like in Horrible Bosses, he is reacting to Jason Sudeikis and Charlie Day. In Arrested Development, he is reacting to Will Arnett and Tony Hale. He never gets to play the funniest character on screen. It's like how in Seinfeld, Jerry is the normal character, reacting to the weirdness of George Kramer and Elaine. Bateman has been brilliant as the straight man, both in film 
films and on TV. And it's not easy being that role because if you're not the funniest guy on screen, usually the guy who is the funniest is getting all the attention. The fact that you watch Horrible Bosses and Game Night and still react to Jason Bateman and thinks he's funny is a testament to him as an actor. Like Arrested Development, he might not be the funniest person on screen, but he is still really funny on that show. In recent years, Bateman has seamlessly made the transition from comedies to drama. The biggest example of this is the Netflix show Ozarks, which was on from 2017 to 2022. It just ended where he was not only the lead, he was a producer and director on the series. And for his work on the show, Bateman was nominated for 10 Emmy Awards. This is another example of why we need to stop acting like comedians cannot make good dramatic actors. Bateman has been just as good on Ozarks as he was on Arrested Development. I mean, how many more examples do you need? Brian Cranston was great on Malcolm in the Middle, and then he was great on Breaking Bad. Bob Odenkirk is killing it on Better Call Saul. These comedians who have been on sitcoms are also brilliant on dramatic TV shows. We need to stop making a big deal about it. Ben Stiller just directed one of the best dramas of the year in Severance. Comedians can do more than one thing. Bateman has also directed two films, Bad Words and The Family Fang with Nicole Kidman and Christopher Walken. He won an Emmy for directing Ozarks back in 2009. He is a multi-talented performer. My favorite Jason Bateman performances are on the show Arrested Development as Michael Bluth. He has chemistry with everyone on that show. Horrible Bosses. That was the movie that made me think he is one of the funniest people on planet Earth. I just love his snarky tone in that movie and Sean Levy's comedic drama This Is Where I Leave You. Him and Adam Driver have fantastic chemistry in that movie. Bateman has just been a part of so many great ensemble cast. Arrested Development, Horrible Bosses, This Is Where I Leave You, Game Night. He thrives in these kind of projects with a lot of actors compared to ones with just two. Again, he's just so great at playing off of people, both dramatically and comedically. Bateman's most underrated role is in the movie Dodgeball, where he plays a zany sports announcer on TV. This is the one film where he gets to let loose and be silly himself and be the funniest person in the movie. Like I said, his biggest strength is being the stray man, but in this he gets to be the funny, silly side character, and I love seeing him do this. He has that iconic line when Vince Vaughn's dodgeball team just your average Joe's forfeits. He says, bold strategy, Cotton. Jason Bateman is so funny in that movie. And I think anyone who's seen that movie would watch a 90-minute movie with Jason Bateman playing that character. It's unlike any other character he's ever played in any other movie. A performance like that is something you used to see all the time in comedies. You used to see side characters that used to be some of the funniest things in movies. Now comedies don't really have that because comedy movies in theaters are almost non-existent. You don't get to see someone like Jason Bateman steal a scene in a comedy like he did in 2004. I loved the comedy boom of the 2000s because there were so many performances like the one that Jason Bateman gives in Dodgeball. And Bateman was great at doing that. Like he's barely in that movie yet he's memorable. And that's something we saw a lot of in those comedy movies of the early 2000s. You would see a guy who would then go 
go on to become famous, but he would show up for a movie for like two minutes and be the funniest thing in that movie. That's something that was vital to comedies, and now it's gone. Another example of this is Jonah Hill in The 40-Year-Old Virgin. Jonah Hill has one scene in that movie with Catherine Keener and Steve Carell, but that one scene is funny. I mean, Jonah Hill has another role like that in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Like, that's something that I loved about comedies. These people would show up in a movie just for a quick minute. People that you knew. Everyone knew Jason Bateman in 2004, yet he was willing to show up in a comedy that he didn't even know was going to be a hit and have a bit part in it. That's something that I think comedies are really missing today. Again, there are barely any comedies that are worth seeing in movie theaters anymore. Jason Bateman was a big part of the 2000s comedy boom. Again, he was in Dodgeball. He was in Starsky and Hutch. And I don't want to harp on this point, but again, there were so many guys like that. Paul Rudd in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, he's barely in that movie, but he's hilarious. That's something that I loved about those 2000 comedies, and Jason Bateman was a big part of that. Bateman will next have a role in Ben Affleck's next movie about former Nike CEO and founder Phil Knight, along with Matt Damon and Viola Davis. This is a movie directed by Ben Affleck and co-written by Affleck and Matt Damon. I love Goodwill Hunting. I love The Last Duel. If Ben Affleck and Matt Damon write a movie, I am going to check it out. Here's a list of noteworthy performances given by Jason Bateman. Arrested Development, Dodgeball, Juno, State of Play, Up in the Air, Horrible Bosses, This Is Where I Leave You, Zootopia, Game Night, and Ozark. I was just talking about how comedy movies are dead, and I do think that the one guy who could really save them right now is Jason Bateman. I mean, the guy doesn't miss. Horrible Bosses. Horrible Bosses 2 wasn't that good, but it was better than most comedies we're getting right now, and Game Night. Game Night is the movie that many people consider to be the last great comedy that came out in movie theaters. If Jason Bateman starred in a comedy right now, I would be so hyped to see it. I just think the guy is reliable. Surround him with funny people. I want Jason Bateman to make a movie with Will Ferrell. I would love for him to reunite with Ryan Reynolds because their one movie they were in together was bad. I would love for him to be in more comedies. I would love to see him in a movie with Jack Black or Seth Rogen. Comedy needs saving and I think Jason Bateman is one of the few people who is capable of saving it. Make a movie with Jason Bateman and Will Arnett and I would absolutely go see that movie. Now let's switch gears and talk about the movie 13 Lives. Here's a quick synopsis. 2018 in Thailand, 12 young boys and their soccer coach are trapped in a cave that has flooded and a group of British divers work with the Navy to secure their rescue. The film stars Colin Farrell, Viggo Mortensen, Joel Edgerton, and Tom Bateman. Spotlight performances. My favorite thing about this movie is seeing Colin Farrell and Viggo Mortensen on screen together. These are, in my humble opinion, two of the very best leading men working today, and both are transformative actors in that they change their voice and appearance for every movie they are in. So no two performances are the same. 
For instance, if you watch Mortensen's directorial debut Falling, he plays a soft-spoken, calm character, and in 13 Lives, he's playing someone who is more aggressive and speaks his mind. It's hard to believe sometimes that that's the same actor, and it's impressive. For Farrell, 2022 has been the ultimate year of transformation, with the films after Yang, the Batman, where he's playing the Penguin, and in 13 Lives, he's playing real-life volunteer diver John Valanthan. I've said this before I've seen this movie. This needs to be the year that Colin Farrell gets his first Oscar nomination. He should have already gotten one for In Bruges. Since that film, he's been one of the most consistent actors working today. Farrell has come a long way since the failures of Daredevil and Miami Vice. He's gone from just a movie star to a great actor, and the Academy needs to recognize that. Ron Howard is the perfect director for 13 Lives because his best movies have been movies about real-life people and events. 1995's Apollo 13 with Tom Hanks, the late great Pilb Paxton, Kevin Bacon, Ed Harris, and Gary Sinise. Howard for that film was infamously snubbed at the Oscars. 2001's A Beautiful Mind with Russell Crowe, who was nominated for a Best Acting Oscar, Jennifer Conley, who won a Best Supporting Actress Oscar, Ed Harris, Christopher Plummer, and Paul Bettany, which won Best Picture at the Oscars, and Howard won Best Director. 2005 Cinderella Man, again with Crowe, Renee Zellweger, and Paul Giamatti, nominated for a Best Supporting Actor Oscar. 2008's Frost Nixon with Frank Langella, nominated for a Best Acting Oscar, Michael Sheen, Kevin Bacon, and Rebecca Hall, for which Howard was once again nominated for Best Director at the Oscars, and 2013's Rush, with Chris Hemsworth giving his best non-Thor performance, Daniel Bruhl and Olivia Wilde. Of all of those films, the one that 13 Lives reminds me of the most is Apollo 13. Both films are super immersive. In Apollo 13, Howard wants you, the audience, to feel what it's like in space and what Tom Hanks as Jim Lavelle is going through. And in 13 Lives, he's putting on display the struggle to dive in a cave to save these kids while it's flooding. 13 Lives, like Apollo 13, is a technical marvel. This is a major bounce back for Ron Howard. His last two movies have been the underwhelming Solo in 2018 where he was brought in last second and Hillbilly Elegy, an Oscar bait film that most agree was in bad taste. Howard is not a blockbuster director. His strength as a filmmaker is telling real-life human stories. I don't want Ron Howard to direct a Star Wars movie. I certainly don't want him to direct a Marvel movie. He should be directing movies like 13 Lives. Every time the guy tries to make a fictional movie, it just doesn't work. Like, remember The Grinch That Stole Christmas? That's a Ron Howard film. That movie is bad. Sorry, I love Jim. Carrey. I like Ron Howard. Nothing about that movie works. Really, his only fictional movie that still holds up is Splash. I like Splash. Tom Hanks is very good in Splash, but the best Ron Howard movies have been the ones based on real-life events about real-life people. With one other exception other than Splash, I would say I love the movie Parenthood. I love Steve Martin in that movie, and I also love Keanu Reeves in that film. Splash 
Flash and Parenthood are the only fictional movies that Ron Howard has made that has worked out. What does that tell you? Stick to making movies about real life events that star major movie stars. That's the other thing about Ron Howard. He attracts big time actors. He's worked with Tom Hanks, Russell Crowe. Now you add Colin Farrell and Viggo Mortensen to the mix. Oscar chances. I am curious to see if this movie will be a major contender at this year's Academy Awards. In the past, it would be a no doubt that this movie would get a Best Picture nomination. Like if 13 Lives had come out in like 2007, the movie would be a Best Picture nomination because the Academy used to eat up movies about historical events. But now I'm just not sure because this movie, while it was in movie theaters, went straight to streaming. Like I watched this movie on Amazon Prime. So I am curious to see if this movie is even vying to be a major Oscar contending film. Another thing to think about when it comes to this movie, the Oscars are going to nominate 10 films from 2022. I would not be surprised if this is one of the 10 films. This movie is very good. I would not be surprised to see this movie get nominated for Best Picture. It's a heartfelt feel-good movie based on real events. That usually plays well at award shows. And I wouldn't be mad if this is the movie that gets Colin Farrell his first Oscar nomination. I would prefer he get nominated for After Yang, but he has a way better chance with this kind of movie. I say all that, but this movie has come and gone, and it doesn't seem like there's a lot of chatter about it. Like, this movie is very good. Is this a great movie? Absolutely not, but it's doing what it's set out to do, and it's very effective, it's very entertaining, which I think sometimes it's hard to make a very entertaining movie about real life events. This movie works. Maybe I'm just a sucker for a movie based on true events starring two major movie stars. I'm a big fan of Colin Farrell and Viggo Mortensen. I think it's a big deal that they're in a movie together. Maybe 99.9% of other people don't care about it, but I do, and I think it should matter. I think it's important that these kind of movies exist, because I'm not really interested in watching the documentary based on these true events. I would much rather learn about these events by watching these movies. I think movies can be entertaining and informative at the same time. I want movies like 13 Lives to exist. I don't want just superhero movies. I don't want just action movies. I want movies based on true events starring major movie stars. And that's exactly what 13 Lives is. Overall, 13 Lives really worked for me. It effectively adapted true events into a movie, made it clear the stakes were very high while also being entertaining with good performances. That's all I ask for movies like this. This was a pleasant experience watching this movie. Isn't that enough? My fear for this movie is it's going to be one of those movies that gets nominated for Best Picture at the Oscars that nobody's seen. I think more people should watch this movie because they would enjoy the movie. Colin Farrell is unbelievable in this movie. Again, he has a different accent than what we're used to. He is really good in the movie. Viggo Mortensen is really good in the movie. They have very good chemistry together. And the movie is super well made. I really did enjoy the immersive diving scenes. And you also get the satisfaction of going into it knowing that they're going to save the kids. Like, everything about this movie is very good. None of it's great. And I'm okay with that. I don't don't need 
13 lives to be a great movie. I need it to be what it is, a pleasant watch. I also think we need movies like this where families can watch this movie. Like, not every movie needs to be a kid's movie or an action movie. Like, this is a movie a family could sit down and watch and everyone could get something out of it. I think kids would be interested in the story of this. I don't think this movie is boring at all, which is a big compliment for a movie like this because a lot of the time when they adapt true events, it can get really, really boring. 13 Lives, never for a second of it, is boring. And that's a testament to Ron Howard. 13 Lives is a kind of movie I'm happy still exists. I'm not sure how much longer a movie like this is going to exist. If people don't watch it, they'll no longer exist. And I think that would be a major loss. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday. And I highly recommend you go back and check out the work of Jason Bateman and watch the movie 13 Lives. Next week on the podcast, I'm talking about the career of actress Aubrey Plaza and the movie Bullet Train, directed by David Leach, starring Brad Pitt. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs> 